Welcome to Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Petralis, and we are super excited about today's guest. But first, I want to talk about Thanksgiving. We are a few days away. Uh, you know, we cover the Mefford Malden rivalry. This will be our third year. We were at Fenway Park last year with them covering that, and that was unreal. Great game. Uh, this year, promising to be a good game. I think both teams are pretty balanced, and uh, we're excited to be doing the all-exclusive, you know, all all-behind-the-scenes stuff. So we have the Malden football team on the podcast. We have Mefford coming on tomorrow. So, you know, we're really excited about the lineup and obviously Thanksgiving Day. And we'll give we'll give our prediction the morning of. I know we've been getting hit up on Instagram a lot about it. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm holding off the last minute. I have every right to do it. And I and I choose to do it. And I plan on doing it. So, uh, and the concession stand better be ready there because we we did have a fall with them a couple of years ago in our first coverage. So they know we're coming. So so we'll, we'll see how it does. But on to today's guest, uh, someone that I'm really excited about having on. Um, we went to high school together. I'm a little bit older. I'm definitely the elderman on this. But um, you know, we went to Allen to Catholic together, and someone who is just like killing it. Like I see them on Instagram a lot, and uh, you know, personal training. I mean. Nowadays, it, to me, it's just such a wide window of what you do and what you cover and, and what you do for people. I know my older brother's a personal trainer as well. So, you know, I understand the life and I understand what you do. And it's a, it's a whole big window of things. So and, and the topics that we cover here on Beyond Podcast with high schools and, you know, working out and nutrition and mindset and all of that. Uh, I think our guest does a great job of doing that. And if you haven't checked her on Instagram, you definitely will be by the end of this podcast or if not, probably halfway through it at least. So. Uh, we're super excited to have on. So without further ado, uh, Meg, Meg Fox. Hey, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. Again, I've known Anthony for decades and decades. So it's really nice to kind of circle back in this realm of business stuff. It's really fun when you get to kind of bring like your passions together with people that you know, especially from childhood and high school. So I'm really excited to be here. And I know you're doing amazing things. And it's so cool to see what you're doing on a daily basis. Um, so I'm really excited to be here. I'm honored. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's cool. You know, we kind of crossed paths again. We talked about AC a little bit, you know, through some AC alumni, Kevin and Mary Bowen. Uh, you know, they kind of said, hey, you know, you should really check out what she's doing, what she's been doing. And uh, yeah, you know, your social media stuff is awesome. And it just kind of made sense in what we cover and what we do. So a little bit, a little bit behind you, obviously went to high school together. I know that and obviously went off to college. Um, I know at one point you were a Patriot cheerleader. So I just want to connect the dots a little bit here. So life after Allentown Catholic a little bit. What did you do? Uh, and obviously led you to working with the Patriots a little bit. Yeah. So growing up, sports, dancing, cheerleading, like movement was my entire life. That's all I knew. So I was always either at the dance studio, on the softball field. I would switch from the leotard to the, you know, to the softball pants. Like it was, that was kind of just my life, like bouncing around between all things movement. And I think that's where I kind of really like became kind of obsessed, like in the healthiest way possible with how the body works and whatnot. So I'm kind of jumping ahead, but that's how I get into the the personal training stuff. But um, in high school, like, obviously I was a dancer my entire life. I was 18 years old. Um, you had to be 18 to, to audition for the Patriots. And uh, I remember all these older ladies at the time that I thought were like, you know, so much older than me. And they seemed like, 25. Women. I, <laughs> yeah, and I felt like, you know, I'm a little like senior in high school, but I'm like, everyone's like, you have to go just like, get your headshot done, get your resume, get your clothes. Like you'll be good. Go to the audition. Um, I went, I think there was maybe like four to five spots open that year. And I literally thought I was like crazy for even showing up, which is like a whole nother story that I can get into that I share with people all the time. Um, 
and I ended up making the team. I was the youngest on the team. I made the team when I was still a senior in high school. And then the season started um, when I went to Dean College. I was a dance major there. Um, that's where I really kind of got into like more dance stuff and nutrition stuff. And I was going back and forth to uh, Gillette Stadium and whatnot. So it was good because I was in the vicinity. Dean College is in um, Franklin. Yep. So close by. Um, and then after that, just like a quick little timeline, obviously I was still in the dance career. I did the Patriot cheerleading for two years. The first year I joined, like best timing ever. We won the Super Bowl. Right. Also best timing ever. They surprised us with Super Bowl rings. Like years prior when they won, they were given the option to purchase, or maybe they weren't even given that years prior. Then they were given the option to purchase. Then for us, it was like, surprise, we have these for you guys like on us, which was awesome. So I did it for two years and then I went on to do some other dance stuff, but I could go on for like an hour. So I'm going to stay with the question that you asked. And, no, uh, listen, I love this all. And I kind of have follow-ups here. So I'm going to rewind a little bit. How many, so four or five spots open, how many people you competed against for those four or five spots? Oh, I could be so off on this number because it was yeah. so long ago for the people listening. I was on the team from 04 to 06. Um, that makes me feel real old right now. Oh. Um, but I want to say... I want to say there was about 800 people there. Jesus, creepers. Okay, I wasn't thinking that high. I was thinking like 30 or 40 people. So 800 people show up. You go in for an audition. I, now this blows my mind because it's 800. So what do you do? You go in with like a routine, like a like a two minute routine or something like that. Or I mean, I don't no, know. walk in to kind of like you have no idea what you're walking into. You bring your headshot okay. that you have the clothing that you're supposed to bring, and that's it. Then they teach you all this stuff. You have to dance it back. There was, I think there was 30, again, my numbers could be off a little bit, 30 to 40 people on the team in total, but people have to audition each year. So technically majority of those people have a job, okay. you know what I mean? Unless yeah. there's a reason that they're not going to be on the team. So technically there was just like a small window of openings. Um, but I love this story so much and I'm just going to tell it super quick because yeah, it's on it. that same um, wavelength. And I just feel like it's super inspirational and like looking back, like, it helps me when still now it helps me with things that I like kind of hold myself back from. So, like I said, like when people said, Oh, Meg, you should try to be a Patriots cheerleader in my head. Like I'm still, you know, a baby and all these people are like grown women. So my mom takes a day off of work. She drives me up to Gillette stadium. I have all my stuff ready. I have my headshot, all the things. And uh, we pull up and I see all these quote unquote women walking into the building. I go, I'm not going in. I was like, I'm absolutely not going in. She's like, Meg, I just drove all the way here. I took the day off work. I was like, whatever, fine. I'll go in. Like I was panicking, like panicked. And I also thought it was like a waste of time at that time. Like that's where my, my head was at. So you and, get uh, in, you get in there. Okay. You're telling a good story here and I want to continue it. When you get in there, like if there's like 800 people, like how long are you, what time you get in there and how long would, would did you wait to go? It, it was like an all day affair. Like the sun went down and even then there's still like, a, it's a couple week process. Like you get called back in for an interview. Like there's cuts throughout the entire day. Okay. All right. Go back to yeah. what you're telling though. Go back to what you're telling. Just, um, okay. So basically like if it wasn't that, like for that little push from my mom, like I was this quote close to being like, I'm out. Yeah. And like here I was this person who felt so underqualified and I obviously wasn't. So it's like, it's such a good learning lesson. Like what's the worst that's going to happen? You go in, you get sent home. I've had auditions where I go in and I do get sent home, but in this, you don't know if you don't try. And I think that's like the, the best message, whether it's athletes or performers or whatnot, is like, you just got to put yourself out there and 
whatever, regardless of the outcome, you're going to learn something from it. Like, I think I was also good at auditioning at that point because I had been through so many prior with other dance jobs too. So that's amazing because when you think about it and you're right, it's kind of like right place, right time for you. And I'm sure, as you mentioned, like that wasn't easy. It was nerve wracking. And obviously the commuting and traveling that you were doing, yeah, it was fairly close, but you're still doing that as a young student. Like that's discipline. That's, that's a lot of different things. A lot of attributes that you probably learned through the dancing and cheer process as you were growing up and competing and so Mm -hmm. on. So you, you do that for a couple of years. You obviously knew that you were, you wanted to, you knew what you wanted to do. At least you were in school kind of knowing what you wanted to explore to do. But what did that maybe do for your confidence as far as you and building yourself and kind of buying into yourself? Because that is crazy. You're 18 years old. You're in high school. You go out there, you win a position that I was thinking, here I am thinking you 30, 40, you said 800. Like, I mean, that is pretty wild. So do you feel like that, when you look back on that now, maybe, and I don't know if you've ever been asked this before, but was that like a confidence boost for you to kind of be like, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on me a little bit. That's a good, that's a really good question. No one's ever asked me that before. Um, Oh, that's a tough one. I would say a little bit, but to yeah. your point, like I, I always feel like there's, and this is just a me thing. I always feel like there's room for like improvement and, you know, self-development and, and, and improving in, in my craft or whatever that is. Um, but I do think like, to your point, like, yeah, all my hard work paid off for sure. Um, but I also understand, and this is good for all the athletes to hear as well, is that, like you said, like my hard work paid off, but I was in the right place at the right time. They may have needed a five foot two blonde because there wasn't enough blondes on the team. And this is good for everyone to realize. It's like, if you don't get something, it doesn't mean you're not good. They just needed something else at that current moment, skill wise. So, yeah, I mean, of course, like it felt great. I mean, it was awesome. And it was such a good experience. It was honestly probably the best two years of my life. It was phenomenal. Um, But yeah, it was really cool. It was a moment that like, wow, all that time where I, and I I still had a, I had a great childhood. I had a blast in high school. I, I wouldn't say I missed out in any way, shape or form, but I definitely spent a lot of time where I did kind of have to make that choice of like, am I going to go to the dance studio? Am I going to blow it off to like go over a friend's house? I, again, I still had a pretty well-rounded situation going on, but I definitely, um, I definitely held it down in terms of like sticking to my thing and just always trying to, to kind of get better. So. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great. And to me, that seems like if I had to pinpoint it and knowing what I know about you and what we're going to discuss, like, to me, that's probably a point of like, yeah, like I'm not afraid to go to this audition or do this or try this or go all in on this because you have, you've been doing it since a young age. So I know for you as well, one big thing that you were part of is you worked uh, part of training and and learning everything about it is you work with Mike Boyle. Um, And Mike Boyle was like, revolutionary like way before his time for like 10 years like way before his time that before people maybe started catching up or buying into his results and the results that he's had but what i'm trying to say is you learn from one of the best i mean in my mm-hmm. opinion i know i've heard that name since i've been in high school and i've been in high school in like 20 plus years so and i still hear that name right so um talk about that experience i mean working there and obviously that i'm, I'm sure you would just like a sponge and just absorbed 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 there yeah, so straight out of college, I obviously like moved back to the area, Malden, Medford area. And um, 
I knew again, movement, food, nutrition, how the body moves. Like that's the only thing I had an interest in. So I ended up getting an internship at Mike Boyle's and uh, honestly, like I've never learned more. Like not only is he the nicest guy and everyone else who was working there at the time, like, like you said, like I learned more there in the short period that I was, you know, interning there than I have in my, you know, from any book or, or something that you're certification like granted I know he has all that stuff now so go do that stuff if you can uh but at the time like just being able to be in a room and like see how he programs and and just the knowledge that he has was just like unreal so I'm like this is amazing um I probably would have stayed there much longer but I actually got a call because I had auditioned in Los Angeles for a, a dance agency and they called me and they were like, we need a five foot two blonde back to the five foot two blonde again mm-hmm. for a cruise ship contract. Do you want to, would you like to take it? Like we need you. And I was like, Oh God. So then my whole entire life kind of like rerouted again. And I ended up traveling the world six years on a cruise ship, uh, dancing and, and performing. So that was a blast too. But, um, but Mike Boyle, amazing, can't say enough good things. Like everybody should experience it. And I know they have classes for everybody, whether you're an athlete or, um, you know, just movement in general, like definitely check them out because phenomenal, phenomenal people, phenomenal, phenomenal place. Yeah. And it's so funny you say that there is like a prototype. Like I know this guy who who lives in, in California now, but he lived in Boston at the time and we were pretty friendly. And he was in a commercial. It was like a Bruins. He was wearing a Bruins jersey. And his girlfriend was wearing a Canadian jersey and the Bruins beer like blades came up to him, like pulled his jersey over his head and like punched him, whatever. And ended up winning like commercial of the year. And he won like some money for it or whatever. But he said, I asked him, I go, how did you land a commercial like that? He goes, honestly, like, I'm a type. Like, I'm kind of like a tall, geeky, nerdy looking guy. And so my agent kind of finds when they're they're looking for something like that, they call me and I, I whether it's a commercial or whatever. And I was like, I thought that was crazy. And then I'm hearing you yeah. saying like five for two blondes. I'm like, oh, this really is like a real thing. Like, that's what well, just, just in my case, because that's like when I got I got picked for both of those things. So at that time, that's what they were looking for. There's plenty of times where they were like, I remember I flew to an audition in Chicago once fly all the way there. My mom's, my mom brings me, I was probably 16 years old and we all flew in. Well, most of us and we get in the room and they go, if you're not five foot seven and redhead, you can leave. And we were like, you could have told us that prior, but it's, that's just that industry. Um, But again, it's just probably with sports too. You just can't take it personal. Sometimes you just gotta, it's wild i just i find that so funny i mean i guess in all sports there's like a prototype of like the size you want your quarterback to be or the size you want your point i guess whatever right but um so you you working there too i mean you probably work with some like professional athlete or high high like collegiate athletes i mean for you that's kind of like where most people aspire to kind of get to at a point and you probably started off doing that or even after working there like doing that talk about like working with higher end or like physical athletes that are like in that professional realm or in that high college division one realm that you're training and working with like you said this five foot two girl that knows her stuff and and is bought into what she does and loves what she does yeah i at the time when i was working there i was working with probably 13 14 for the most part younger there okay yeah which i actually really enjoyed it was a really like age bracket for me uh but what I loved so much about working with athletes it's like I was training for 
like I was training them for a purpose. Like they had a purpose. Okay. It wasn't to like look a certain way or have a certain aesthetic. It was like, they're gaining speed. Like they're getting stronger. Like how can we, you know, Olympic lifts to get people more like powerful. Like it, it had a different type of, um, I don't even know the word that I'm looking for, but the, the drive for me at that time was so high because I enjoyed it so much that I couldn't really see myself working with people other than athletes, but that's a whole nother topic that we can dive into in a minute, which I actually love where I'm at now. Okay. Still love and miss my athletes, but I didn't think I could find that passion in a different uh, realm. And I definitely have, which is interesting, but working with athletes, like nothing cooler, because again, they're all like working on their craft and just working to be better. And there's nothing better than training for that. That is cool. I mean, and you are, you. I mean, you are somewhere kind of in like a, not a different realm, but I guess like in a different part of what, what your industry is as well. Um, for you, I mean, talk about, I mean, I guess talk about the, the part of your, your life that you decided to kind of go all in on this, right? Like you've obviously educated yourself, you've internshiped at places, you've obviously experienced certain things yourself and, and, and getting calls and Cali and, and going out there and auditioning. Like you've gone through those pressures yourself. So when did you say like, okay, I am all in on the personal training business? Because to me, like I, I say that term, but you're way more than that. Because like when I look at your social media and I look at like everything that you do, you are like Spider-Man. You're like, <laughs> like, your stuff is like everywhere. So, I mean, talk a little bit about just like going all in on yourself at that point and really starting to build your business. And then later we can touch upon like how much your business has developed and changed and you've grown right as well. But talk about that moment for you. Yeah. Like a doozy of a question. I I mean, I did throw the so kitchen sink pivots. at it. There's been so many pivots, like even in the personal training realm that I work in now. Yeah. We'll backtrack, but I used to see clients in person. Now I see no one in person. I have, I run apps and I do things virtually and I still work with clients, whether they just purchase programs or I work with them one-on-one -on -one and do customized stuff. Uh, but it's just, it's cha it changes every single year, which is cool. Um, but, but kind of rewinding a little bit. Um, and I guess this is with people who are like obsessed with sports, dancing, cheerleading, whatever it is. It's like, you get such tunnel vision that like you can't really see anything else where your life's going after that. And I think that's something major for me, which kind of caused like a lot of problems for me here. And I'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Um, my whole life was so performance sport driven that when that was over for me, I was kind of like, what do I like? I felt like I was starting from scratch. So I, I did my cruise ship contract for six years. I kind of got addicted to the traveling, waking up in a, a new place every day. was a blast. I end up moving to Fort Lauderdale and I'm kind of like at that age, I must've been, let me think. It was probably 27. Yeah. So that's a lot. You did a lot by 27. I mean, you've done a but lot. But I'm like, what do I do now? Yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't even wrap my, that was my whole life. I, I remember I, my mother found a book that I wrote in third grade and it was like, what do you want to be when you're older? And it said a professional dancer and travel a world. Like I did both. Right. Check, I was like, check. Right. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't see myself doing anything else. So here I am. I had just moved to Fort Lauderdale. I, um, 
moved there kind of on a whim, got a job at like the local bar just to like have, you know, money coming in. And then I got thinking about it and I'm like, I was just posting stuff on Instagram just like for fun, like a picture of a smoothie or like if I was going for a run, like it was literally my hobby. Like it's what I enjoyed. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, wait, could I like do this as a job? You know what I mean? So I got business cards made up and I would meet people at the bars and I would give them business cards just because I was new to the state, just to get the word out. This is what I do, blah, blah, blah. And then I started going to like, all the, you know, surgeons and their wives' homes to train them at four o'clock in the morning. So I'd be bartending till like 2 a.m., be off no sleep, wake up, have all their stuff programmed, go train a bunch of people and then go home. And that's kind of like how it all started. And then like, I'm like, wait, I can like, I can do this. So I was, and it was fun. Like I enjoyed it. I'm like, this is a blast. And then that went on for like years and then I think it got to the point where I knew that the two jobs were so conflicting for me and I was so burnt out yeah. because here I'm like up, I'm not living like I was healthy, You're but like I was internally, like in a way, right. Like right. I was up late if there was burgers, burgers are, I'm not saying burgers aren't healthy, but like the late night eating, I'd have a drink, like then I'm up, up, like no sleep. It was just, it was too much. And I knew where my passion lied but I was scared to kind of like pull the plug on that comfort blanket of kind of like what was, you know, fueling the bank account or that safety net. Um, and then I ended up moving to California. I'll, I'll make this quick. Same no, thing. Bars, blah, blah, blah. Still trying to do building the fitness business on the side. And then I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I quit. And I was like, I have no choice, but to kind of go all in. And this is my shot to, to make things happen. And that's when, Kind of like I had all my attention on that, and and that's really kind of you. Kind of just never like it was something that just never left you. Like it seems like no matter what you were involved in in the moment or what you were doing, still building that business or still building that idea. Because we're saying all this stuff, but like think about all that you did before twenty seven, and a lot of that is kind of like living a different lifestyle and doing different things like living on a cruise ship. Like that's amazing, but not a lot of people would be like, could do that. Like mentally could do that. Right. And what you were doing and bartending and you were probably making bank with these people and training them when you were training them, but it messes with your head too. Right. Like, so I think you've done a lot and you did a lot. So that never really left. Like you wanted to open a fitness business or go all in on it. Never really left. It was just a matter of kind of the right time to do it. Um, And it's cool to see like what you, what you were and what you turned into. And that's what I kind of meant when I was saying to you before, like, yeah, like it seems like everything you do is built off of applications now and everything that you do is built off of like, and you said it when you were talking, like almost like pre-made or pre-already done, like you had everything programmed in. I mean, talk about, was that right around COVID time for you, would you say? Or is that kind of like more recent that you've you've been like that? No, I was actually like on that train way before COVID. Wow. So okay. like okay. adjustments that I didn't need to make, thankfully. Um, I made that, that change in 2017. Damn. So a little bit, a little bit ways ahead of that. So talk yeah. about that because that is kind of like outside the box thinking at that point, no one, I mean, no one was there because right. no one was there. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's actually interesting to even think back to like where my brain kind of switched on that because I remember years prior to that, I was like, yeah, no, that's not for me. So I'd get like, you know, targeted for ads and whatnot for like right. online sign up for this course, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that wouldn't be for me. Like I like people too much. Yeah. But that was kind of like a limiting belief that I set on it. And it's funny because now that I do this for a living, I feel way more, if not more so connected to the clients that I work with now one-on-one -on -one, than I did when they when I was seeing them in person. And I know that sounds weird, but the way technology is set up, like with my one-on-one -on -one clients, like we can message throughout the app. They're uploading their stats every Sunday. Like we're very like connected rather than just, you know, seeing them putting through putting them through a session for two hours, you know, one hour, two times a week. Now they have like an entire plan to follow there. I can see everything they're doing. My phone goes off when they check in for a workout. Like it's just such a user friendly experience. Um, so I think as soon as I shifted my mindset to like, wow, I can help so many more people. Yeah. And not only is it better for me, it's better for everybody. Like I can help more people. And people are so busy now. They they want to just be able to pull up a program. They don't have time to drive an hour to me, an hour back, spend an hour working out. No one has that time anymore. Um, so I think that that was kind of like, instead of being like, oh my God, I feel like a cop out that I'm not doing in-person training. It was like, no, I can impact and help so many more people with this kind of format. And I absolutely love it. And it just, again, works better for everyone. Like the results are tenfold. Like it's it's great. Yeah. So for you talk about I mean, what does a day look like for you? Like you mentioned, like people, you're getting messages, you're getting updates, you're getting uploads. You're... So like when you you're seeing obviously a lot more people. So for you, you got to be like super organized because I'm sure you're going on calls with people. You're like you said, you're messing on the ass with people. So like, I'm just curious, what's a day like that look like for you as far as balancing all that goes? Um, is it I... Different is it just different all the time? Yeah, it, it varies. And I, it's flexible in that I have the, you know, control of making my own schedule day to day as long as like it works for everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wear a lot of hats. Like I have to do <laughs> the marketing, I'm programming, like, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a risk, you know, like even dealing with your podcast and like, you're doing a lot, you're trying yeah. to find people you can chat with that are gonna like, actually be cool and interesting. And like, bring knowledge to people that are listening. Like you're trying to answer emails. You're trying to do the the tech of the actual recording. Like there's a lot. The social media, of like all of it. Yeah. yeah. So I think just trying to come up with, you know, a strategic plan each week or even day to day, however your brain works. Right. All right. The first three hours, I'm going to do programming. Then I have calls set up. It just honestly, every day is, is so different. Yeah. And that's like, I guess what I'm trying to get at. Like that's, just, it's, it seems like you almost work best when it's just like a lot going on like, <laughs> a lot, like it seems like you are just like locked in and that's kind of who you i mean is that fair to say yeah it's like the more chaos the better let's go yeah, yeah i mean i kind of sense that because i'm kind of like that too in a lot of ways like there's like oh i got a podcast i putting the kids to bed i gotta fix this i gotta make the like you know you're like there's a zillion things that you gotta do throughout a day and it's and you know i mean 
it's tough with this because like I'm teaching, like I, I would love to go all in on this, but like, you know, like you went through that struggle for a while of balancing both before you kind of made that push for yourself and scene. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's just, I, I get that mentality. So when I just like listen to you and I'm like, yeah, but you're doing like this and this and this, and like, I know all the other stuff that you're probably doing as far as the business aspect of it goes. And that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing that I wanted to kind of like touch upon was social media a little bit. And you kind of, I think you have a good segue into this a little bit, but your social media is incredible. You have like, I think like 14 K like 14.6, 14.7 K like followers. I mean, I, I envy that. Like I want to be there. We just cracked 5,000 followers. I feel awesome. Um, But for you, that obviously sh- that comes with being extremely active. And I know for us, like we're always active in our story. We're always active in our posting. We're always active on updating different things. And for you, that must be nonstop. And I feel like every time I look at your page is a new post and your stuff's nice. Like your stuff's clean and crisp and like you do a great job with it. So I asked that because we have a lot of listeners, especially like our college age kids that have NIL deals or a lot of that is kind of balanced on their social media and how active they are and how many followers they have and so on and so forth. So you know, talk about building your business a little bit and your brand, I guess, online, because I know these young kids would be interested in hearing that. Yeah. Another really good question. Um, yeah, I have a lot of points to touch on on this. So a couple things. Yes, massive following. Appreciate it. Love it all. It's great. But what I think is is tricky for people, and I've had people message me recently, other business owners, friends and whatnot. What can I do to get a following like yours? And they just started. I'm like, I've had this page since 2000. You guys are going to laugh. And then you're going to be like, your following actually isn't that great. Since 2013. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's but so like, okay, it's 20. 20- wasn't like actively a business at that point. But like, yeah. I have been posting on it for that long. Like, even if it was like a smoothie and like my friends were clicking it before it was a business page. Like it probably got, you know, the majority of the growth, like in the last, I don't know four years or whatnot, but still like it, it takes time. Um, Yeah. yeah, I would say the, the next two things that I would suggest is consistency and then, um, like being real. So I know like for athletes, like when you're sending something out to schools and stuff, like obviously you want your highlight rail, you're not going to send like your worst moments off to people, but in terms of the, in terms of social media and you want people to feel like they can relate to you. Um, I feel like that's kind of just like who I am as a person is I kind of just like don't have a filter. So that kind of, that part of it kind of comes easy to me because I just talk say what I want to say. Um, but I think that that's really important if you want to get like quality people kind of in your world is like, don't only show like the good moments, like don't only show like the six pack, like show, okay, like I'm having a bad day. Like I haven't wanted to work out in a week or like I'm in a slump or, um, this type of movement doesn't feel good for me anymore. And it felt good for me for 10 years. Like now what do I do? Like you got to kind of just like, everybody's going through the same shit, excuse my language. So you just got to kind of like be real and be raw and just look at it as like a journal, like just people. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say you like that. I was just going to say like you, I feel like you give it, like, I feel like that's like what I notice on your page. It's like, no excuse making like i feel like that's kind of the vibe i sort of get from you like you seem like you kind of you're locked in and it's like yeah like you said kind of no bs in that sense like is that is that kind of fair to say 
Yeah, I, I think that's definitely fair, but I'm also very like, so I'm very like no excuses, but then I'm also very realistic. Yeah. And I understand that people go through hard times and I understand that like, you're not always going to be excited to work out because I'm not, you know what I mean? Like I get it. Like just because I'm a trainer, it doesn't mean I like constantly just eat asparagus and chicken breasts. Like I'll be at my local bar having red wine with all my friends and I'll mac and cheese and like, yeah, but I still yeah. like to work out. I still like to drink my water. It's about like, for me, it's about like creating this lifestyle that people are like, Oh, I can do all of it. Like I can, you know, have fun. I can be healthy. And again, like kind of back to what I was saying about um, how athletes, what I loved about working with athletes, athletes is they were working out for a reason. And one of the things I try to tell my clients now is find a bigger reason than just what you want to look like, because yeah, that's fine. And, and I love the physicals. People come to me. I want a bigger butt. I want a smaller butt. I want abs. I want this. I, I want to get stronger. Mm -hmm. And I love all of that. Like it's fun. That's what I do for a job. But some days you care what you look like. Some days you don't. So you need a bigger drive. Right. You like, let's do it for, I want to work out so I can do 20 pushups with my weighted vest. I want to run a mile, you know, in X amount of time. Like when you have like a bigger why in terms of like why you're doing what you're doing, um, that's going to keep you showing up. If you're just doing it for like the physicals, like it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be long lasting. So especially like as we get older, like doing it for your internal health is a, you know, a much bigger drive than to just, yeah, like we're not getting any younger. Right. So like now I eat a certain way because like, if I want to live a good life, like I, you have to, people have to know how to eat right. Or you're just like feeding your body poison. Um, so again, it's, it's different from when we were kind of like younger and just kind of, you know, trying to run off the calories that you consumed. Like it's more just trying to learn how to eat the right fuel, whether you're an athlete, you know, a regular person doing day-to-day -day life. It's, it's really important. So that's kind of the aspect of your job that I think a lot of people don't understand, right? Is that you just mentioned all that, like the idea of sometimes people are just going through stuff and they can't work out. Like that's the mental aspect of like your job, right? For your clients. And, you know, then you have certain situations of um, whether it's motivation or for whatever reasons. Point I guess I'm trying to make is that like, like with nutrition, like you you wear a lot of different hats to make sure that a client, like you said, is internally healthy, whatever their goals are. Um, and I think that a lot of people don't understand that about your, your trade, your job is that um, you have to be well-rounded all that more than ever, because most people, it is probably because of physique for the most part, right? Like that's why most people probably work out. It's why like everyone tries clothes on and looks in the mirror and sees how they look and everything else. And do I look small in this? Do I look big in this? Whatever. Like, mm -hmm. So there is that aspect of it, but, um, you know, for you, it seems like you just kind of have to know like every aspect of it, like mm -hmm. specifically working out is great, but if you're not eating right, then that like, it doesn't balance off. So the nutrition aspect of your job, I'm sure is something you got to constantly like educate yourself on nonstop too. Yeah. hundred percent. So nutrition is literally like 80% of anyone's physical result. And I think that's something that people just didn't understand for a very long time. Um, so you see all these people, you know, crushing themselves in the gym and training and they're not eating properly. And it's like, they're on this hamster wheel. Yeah. It's like, A, they're going to be unhealthy. B, they're not seeing the physical results. It's like when you can kind of bring all of it together, the fit, the training piece, the nutrition piece and the mindset piece, like that's when you're really going to crush it. And honestly, like mindset, I can't say enough. 
especially with the clients I work with, like that is the number one thing holding people back. Like you can, and that's why I came up with my, my VIP coaching program where I kind of dive into a lot of things because I used to just hand people a training plan back in the day and a menu to follow. You could be getting it from, you know, the best trainer in the world. If you don't have the mindset, right? Like you're not going to follow through with anything. Yeah. I mean, so, because that's, I mean, that's it in sports. I mean, in sports, it's the same exact way. You're never going into a game moments before it'd be like, we're going to get killed. Or right. if you are thinking that you're most certainly not going to win. So like, it's the same, I'm sure mindset for you that you got to go into it, wanting to do it and wanting to physically understand it. And there is the mental aspect of it too, that, yeah, it is sometimes mentally difficult to not go in the refrigerator and grab this or go in the you know snack cabinet and grab this. Like, it's, if it was that easy, people would do it all the time. And, you know, right. Like it's so, um, I totally get that. Now I want to jump into something else that we kind of, like we talked about, um, a little bit, we, we dived into, you've seen your, like what you do in your industry change so much, like in the last, let's say you said 2017 is when you kind of went totally like fully virtual. Okay. Where do you see yourself maybe in the next five or six years as far as your business goes? Like, what would you like to see it? I mean, maybe it's the same exact thing. You're not sure. But I mean, you were so like, I just think you're so revolutionary in doing that. Like, I can't believe you can do that around COVID that you did that like three years before COVID. Like, do you see your like line of work or like you educate yourself a lot? Do you see it changing or is there a different waves that it's going or are we kind of in what we're in right now until further notice? I kind of think we're in what we're in right now until further notice. And because of the way my brain's been like blah, 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 all over the place because of COVID in the last few years, like I actually can't answer that question for like what the next five, 10 years is going to look like. Um, I don't know. I, I, I always tell my father, I'm like, you know, the Jenny Craig commercial, not that I'm not, I'm not Jenny Craig, not trying to be, don't want to be. I'm just saying, like, I always, I wrote on a piece of paper. I'm like, you're going to see like Meg Fox, Meg Fox fitness come across the screen. And I just want to help as many people as I can. Um, so I see like big visions for sure. Um, I'd like to maybe like create an athleisure line too of, you know, athleisure. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Really like not fox fit related or meg fox fitness just like a line for people like me who only wear like you know workout clothing out that kind of looks cool well i don't look cool now but i'm saying like i want to create something that looks cool um so that's something that i kind of want to have in the works maybe that i you know i'm excited about um but i really do enjoy working uh one-on-one with my clients i don't work one-on-one with all of them i wish i could because it's nice to be able to give them all that info so they can work smarter, not harder in terms of like their day-to-day life. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have like the full, like 10 year, five year plan. Oh vision. yeah. Yeah. None of us really do. But like, I know, like I look at this podcast and I see certain things in the future that I like, I hope that we're at a certain point aspire. And I think it's so interesting. You say like clothing line, because I think that your design, like, like what I love about like, and I seen like, do you have like a t-shirt that kind of has the same thing? Is that like, guys could easily wear that women could act like you have a i think such a like good color and good symbol and what you did that it is like universal for both men and women and i think that that's not always easy when you're a brand or something to be able to create something probably on equal sides but i think you've done a great job so i would be interested in seeing like what you kind of looked at like it was a clothing line or fashion line for you yeah 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 i mean i mean i mean that in the nicest way like i think you'd, I'd, I'd be interested i could see that for you 
Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited. Yeah. You just got to whatever like the create creative juices are flowing and, and drawing you to. That's kind of what you got to what you got to roll with, because like things change. And, you you know, too, like even with your job, like you have a vision that you might not have had that vision a year ago. Like it, it's constantly kind of like a pinball machine in my mind of like, OK, what excites me? You got to go what what excites you, because if not, like you're just kind of uninspired and not like thriving, you know? Yeah. And I think that's so important. Like I, with this, like you mentioned it when you were talking about like your social media, like in being active, but like also being real, like when you look at my story throughout the course of a day, you see me all day. Like you see me as teacher, you see me as dad, you see me in podcasts, you see me like watching sports, like an average human being or doing something funny around. Like you see that in me. Cause I think that's so important for people to be like, all right, I'm going to spend time listening to this person or spend time watching a video of this person. Or like we work with charities and stuff like that, like donating or whatever. Like I feel like for me to build this, I want them to see literally who I am when you yeah. see in my industry, like with this industry, like the Joe Rogans and the Pat McAfee's, the people who are just 100% real and kind of do it in their own way, I think is like what's so unique about them. And I'm nowhere near that is not what I'm saying, but I do it in a way that like, I don't swear, I don't cost, like I, I'm very like friendly to my audience. I don't get involved in like whatever, like I'm kind of just focused on like what we cover and spreading good and making people feel good and giving athletes something that they maybe have never had. So when I hear you say that about like your clients and making them happy and so on, I get it. Like I totally get like, you know, like everything I think of is always about for everybody else. I never yeah. think about it. I can tell you have like, like even just watching your stories, like even with your students and stuff, like you have such a fun, like approach to you that everyone just wants to listen to you or be around you and that's that's why people want to tune into your podcast too because you just have that special way about you which is awesome and people like to see all those like different parts of you because that's what makes you you so and again that's why people are excited to kind of chime in yeah and I appreciate that I really do because I think that that's like like, that's how I tune into your page. That's how I tune in. I follow this page. We say grave this guy, Matt, who's like a food critic. He runs a humongous pizza tournament, by the way, which is unbelievable. But like, I, I follow people because like, you can tell like who's genuine, who's real, who kind yeah. of like focused on what they do, who's not like showing a million different sides of them. That's like not authentic. And I think that that holds a lot of value when you are trying to build a brand that you are as like you're human you're not always going to be perfect but you are as consistent as you can possibly be in what you are because like you're if you want people to be all in on it like you kind of have to be all and all in on it too you know what i mean yeah exactly 100 um, and so you know obviously like the we we jumped into this and and i wanted to kind of like talk a little bit more i guess about it is the nutrition aspect because i've talked to so many coaches on this podcast that you know they might have like a workout from this college university or this program or whatever and that's great but there's never like the nutrition aspect of like some of these programs i mean the bigger high schools like the Zavarians and the catholic memorials and the saint john's i'm sure they have all that stuff but like you're talking very local high school like most don't have a nutritionist who's helping these kids eat or tell them what they need or they're just giving a piece of paper telling them what to eat mm -hmm. talk about the nutritional aspect side of you you mentioned 80 percent of like what um you know is losing weight is is that but for athletes like fueling their bodies like how important is drinking water how important is putting certain proteins or whatever in your body at certain times i mean 
if you could just talk about that a little bit, because I just want some athletes to really hear this. Yeah. So the nutrition piece is absolutely crucial if you want to have a future in the sport or the craft that you're trying to build and just to be healthy again, like kind of having that bigger vision is going to make you want to choose the right food. Like I always do like a 90, 10 split or an 80, 20, where it's like, obviously you're going to have stuff like the pizza and you should like life. You got to, we enjoy it. That's life. Like it's fun. You should be able to have those things, but you need to have the right balance of fuel to kind of like treat ratio, just so your body can kind of function um, to the best of its ability. Um, so I like the easiest way to explain it. And I like to tell people like, try to follow a whole food diet as much as you can. And so basically the easiest way to explain that is foods as close to their natural state as possible. So things that don't have a massive list of ingredients, tons of chemicals that your body's like unable to process when you can make those changes for the, like for the most part of your day, you're going to feel phenomenal. Um, so think like outside aisles of the grocery store, like the outside perimeter, like fruits, vegetables, lean meats, fish, seeds, nuts. And I always like to use this example. Sorry, I have a notification coming through. Um, I always like to use this example, like growing up, like, I don't know if you, you probably had these Anthony, like the special K bars. Do you remember those? Yeah, of course I did. Blueberries, <laughs> they tasted so artificial, but like, I was just so used to them and that's what we had in my household. Mm -hmm. So like, that's what, that's what we would take out the door. And there was honestly probably nothing remotely close to a real strawberry or blueberry in there. And there was a list like this long of what was in it. So I just explained to my clients now, like if you're someone who eats stuff like that, like we're going to kick that to the curb and instead let's have some actual real blueberries and like a handful of almonds yeah. as a snack instead. Like your body is just going to respond so well. Like you'll feel less lethargic. You're going to have more energy. You're going to, your skin's going to look better. Like everything is going to perform better. Um, and hydration is huge too. Like it's, it's massive. It's probably the most underrated uh, tip that anyone could kind of, put in place like it's it's you got to be fully hydrated so the best tip i can give for that is whatever your body weight is drink half of that in fluid ounces a day so if you weigh 200 pounds try to get in at least 100 fluid ounces a day in water it's going to keep you hydrated performing well and all the things but nutrition is is huge so again have the treats have the have the ice cream have the hot fudge sundae life's too short have the mac and cheese i'm all about balance um but make sure that you're really trying to like when you're eating your meals don't think what can't I have think how can I inject more nutrients into this meal and I think that's the best way because no one wants to feel restricted no one wants to feel like they can't have things because when you feel like you can't have something that's all you want yeah so with my clients we cut out nothing we just have a strategy and try to fuel as much as we can and then when you have those treats or the pizza or again the sundae or the wine like it's not going to touch your results or your health because 90 percent of the time you're eating so well yeah, and it's so interesting about the water because I think that's the biggest thing. Even when I was a coach, I'd struggle with is kids just drinking water. You know, it's always I see them in the locker room and they're drinking a Mountain Dew or they're drinking a Coke or they're drinking something they got from the vending machine outside the locker room. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, no, like and they just don't understand that and get that. And then when you play games that aren't Friday night and you're playing Saturday and it's 70 degrees outside, the cramping and the dehydration, you mm -hmm. see it like you see it on both teams, no matter what kids are dropping like flies need to be stretched or cramping up. It's like drink water, drink water. It's like, guys, we, we like what every year it happens in the first hot game of the year. Like it's going to happen no matter what, but a lot, a lot of it has to do with the fact that you don't drink water. You don't hydrate. Yeah. Water. 
hundred percent. And I feel like it's, it's such a sin and shame that nutrition isn't taught more in school. Like it really should be because it's like, yeah, it's everyone's responsibility to kind of like read up on things and research and, and do all that work. But it's like, you think all this stuff we learn in school that like, really, I hate to say it. Doesn't matter. I mean, we I'm a teacher, so I mean, you're saying it's amazing. Right. It's true. It is true. Yeah. But like, this is probably the number one thing we should be taught. Yeah. I mean, I, I joke in like school, like I say, the fact that we don't teach kids about a bank account is wild to me. Like the mm -hmm. fact that we don't teach about like writing a check and balancing that bank account is crazy to me mm -hmm. or like understanding if you have a job and you make this per hour, this is what you work per week. This is what you make in a week, bi-weekly in a month. And like, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think there's a lot lacking in nutrition in that sense in the science world is definitely lacking. And a lot of it is, I just think this, this stingy restrictions on becoming an educator and people don't want to take the courses or take the tests or get the whatever licenses that you need. It's a lot of work, you know, it's a lot of work to get in there and to teach something. And yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I could go on a tangent about this all day, but I totally agree with you. I think that, um, that it, it would be beneficial for like, the health of your school, like the health of your student athletes, the health of your regular athletes. I mean, your regular students in school and, you know, who knows, maybe it starts with them serving better lunches too. I mean, it's, it's a whole. Ripple, exactly. Right? Like, and then people would be happier yeah. and healthier. And like every, I always say like when you have your health on lock and like, you're really making a good effort to like fitness, nutrition, everything feels better. Everything. Yeah like every single aspect of your life improves. And that's why I think I like my job so much is because when I can help people with that, everything gets better. Relationships, the their job, maybe they have the, the courage to leave the job that they hate, like confidence, everything changes when you can make those two things top priority. Yeah, I agree with you. And that comes again, kind of with that like mindset that you hit upon at the very beginning. Like that is all a mindset. Like, all of what you just said, one after another, after another is all like, if it, you believe it up here, then you're going to get the results in what you do. Yeah. Um, this has been fun, but I'm going to ask you this last question. I ask all my guests this, but I'll, I'll kind of change it to the way that I, your world here, but what would be your advice? And I would say to young athletes or just like young, inspiring people in general, when it comes to like betting on themselves and going for it, and knowing like when like you feel a certain way about something, like the only way of seeing whether it's going to happen or not is actually doing it. What would be your advice to those young people out there who are aspiring to, to be great and do great things? That's a good one. Let me gather my thoughts. <laughs> um, I would say if it feels scary and uncomfortable, that needs to be a hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Like it need if it feels scary and like you're out of your comfort zone, you need to say yes, because there's only going to be growth from that and amazing opportunity. So like, it's going to be hard and it's going to be scary, but nothing bad, nothing bad can come of it. So like, let that take away a little bit of your fears, like literally nothing bad can come of it. And then the last thing I would probably say is, and I probably didn't have know enough about this when I was younger. And now I know a lot about it and teach my clients, but really trying to like, breakthrough limiting beliefs and this is huge with athletes is a lot of times what's holding us back is our own thoughts so like oh I could never do that I'm never going to get picked for this they're never going to see this in me 
when you convince yourself of that, that's going to be the outcome. Or if you're like, I could never start a business. I don't know what it takes to start a podcast. And you keep telling yourself that story over and over. You're not going to take the, the steps needed to get there because you already think you're never going to get there. So why would you even take the course, take the podcast thing, blah, 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 right. buy the podcast equipment? Because you're already telling yourself, I can't do that. Right. So once you start, I this this exercise is good. I have my clients do. I have people really think about it. I'm like, think about three, it can be more than three, limiting beliefs that are holding you back in some way, shape or form. Write it down on a piece of paper, a story that you keep telling yourself. Cross it out and then underneath, write a new empowering belief underneath. And from here on out, those negative ones are gone. The limiting beliefs are gone. It might feel weird at first because you're not used to hearing those like positive, like I can do this, like I'm going to do this. Um, but once it's like a skill, once you throw the other ones out and start saying those ones, everything changes because now you're taking the steps to get to X, Y, Z because all because you switched the the story in your brain. It's crazy. It is. It, do you feel like, and that's great advice. And now you just got me thinking something else. Yeah. I mean, how much of that is your life? Like how much of what you practice and teach and like, you have to be like, I mean, you, I know you mentioned like you were friends, you have a drink, you I don't mean it like that, but I mean, maybe the mental part of it. Like, do you find yourself the advice that you give and that you're doing like you yourself just have to be that nonstop or have you figured out such a good balance for yourself? Outside? Have to have to be what nonstop? Like mentality wise, like just being like, I guess like you always have to be on, like you seem like you always have to be on, like that can be tough. That can be like a lot for you. Like, do you feel like you've done a good job of balancing it or is that, is that tough? Yeah. I have, I have tons of time where I'm just like chilling, but then yeah. I also like, I have this side of my brain. That's always like, I can do anything, Yeah, which is awesome. But like, I always, I wasn't always like that, but now I know I can, it's just putting in the effort to do so. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's like, and that's it. Like, and that's like what I want to say, like, it's maddening to get to where you want to get to. But then when you kind of get there, it's like, you now have the balance of everything that you know you can do and how you can do it and so on. So that's awesome. Kind of like, remember when, sorry, I know, I know you're trying to wrap this up, but remember no, when no, you're no, no, like, no. you can be anything you want to be, or like, and you would like name off this like crazy thing. And it just like, we kind of laughed at it, but it's like, it's so true. The second you make up your mind, that's what you want to do. Right. You just decide. All you have to do is decide. Yeah. That's it. Once and you that's decide. It. And I think you like, I think what is so interesting about you is that you kind of had to wear a bunch of different hats or try a bunch of different things to lead you to your path. Like I know for me, like during a year, like I'm wearing my teacher's hat in the summer, I'm wearing my summer director's hat. Um, during the fall is wearing my football coaching hat, like, and now doing this podcast, it's like, I wear my podcasting hat. Like it's a lot, it is, it's a lot. Right. And you're kind of doing that in your business too. You're balancing all the different aspects of, of it. So it's good that like, yeah, it's maddening to get to that point. And you said like, you're not, oh, you aren't always like that, but I'm glad to see that you do so much and know how to balance it because I've finally figured out how to do that. And yeah. it does, it does help you up here so much to be better at like what you are doing because time is so valuable. And I'm glad that you seem to have time to kind of balance both. Yeah. And you too, you're like killing it on all fronts, like being yeah. a dad, like you're doing it all. So like, it, that's really inspiring to see is like, you're still making the time to show up in, in all areas, like a hundred percent and still have time to kind of, 
be working on new fun projects that make you feel excited and happy and, you know, get to interact with the athletes. That's really cool. I want a beanie, by the way. Should we do like a swap? I think we have to do like a swag exchange or something. Like yeah, that for sure. I definitely will. I'll get one together for you. I have a few other things. I have like wristbands and stuff. I'll throw you a bunch of little different things, but um, no, that'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I appreciate you coming on here. You know, I love having guests that are always a little bit different than outside the world that like I cover. Um, but I felt like our world's intertwined so much and especially with like the fitness and the nutrition and just like, to me, just even like building your brand. I think, like I said, the most impressive thing I see like your Instagram page is that like, I think I'm crazy active on it when I do like, I think you're like, next level like i think you're awesome at it and i think that that people don't realize how difficult that is to maintain and keep up and do all the time but it's also your business you have to right on top of the million other things like you said mm -hmm. that you wear. so no having you come on here and just like the hard work the dedication the, like taking a chance on yourself like rolling the dice on patriots cheerleading like that's like the message that like i want young athletes to hear because sports teaches you yeah, so much about your sport, but like the skills that you need, just like dance taught you and cheer taught you, like the discipline, like the commitment, the everything to it. If you want to be great at it, you got to do it, like plain and simple. So, um, no, this was great. I we had a lot of fun. Awesome. I'm so honored to be here. Like, I'm excited to tune in to all your other episodes. I'm excited to see where this podcast goes because I know it's gonna. It's. I mean, it already is huge. It's just keep gonna keep yeah, gonna. Have you on here is gonna blow it up now. Now. now Nice. I did. I to share it with everyone too. It's it's really great what you're doing. So thank you. And I'm honored that you thought to bring me on. It's been really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you. So guys, like I said, this Thursday, uh, Mefford Malden will give our prediction there. I've uh, been getting a lot of heat on, on Instagram from players about I favor one side over the other. I call Tom Fooler on that and we'll, we'll settle it on Thursday, but, um, but from beyond podcast guys, uh, Meg Fox fitness, if you haven't checked out our Instagram, where can everybody find you before we go, where can everybody find you? Tell people where they can find you. Um, I would say the best spot to go is Instagram. It's uh, Meg Fox fitness is the handle. And then I, if you want to join the email list, I send out like cool recipes. Um, there's, there's tons of different ways to kind of, to get involved in and whatnot, but that's probably like the best place to kind of, to go visit. All right, perfect. So check out okay. our Instagram page. I promise it doesn't disappoint. It's awesome. Like it's so well done. And uh yeah, so check it out. So uh guys, listen, happy Thanksgiving. We won't talk to you uh until next. Actually, no, we'll talk to you tomorrow. We have Meffer coming on here. So we'll talk to everybody tomorrow. But uh I appreciate everybody. And like I said, uh Meff and Malden on Thursday uh, should be a lot of fun. So happy Thanksgiving and uh, go Malden. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, here we go. You know, I, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that part of it. Okay, I love it. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but I, I love like it. I love it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even think of that. Honestly, I didn't yeah. even think of that. That's great. All right, guys. Well, we know we got a Malden fan here. So uh, till next time.